0: Bill O'Reilly here. Friday, February 28th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. President Trump addressed the nation this week over growing fears of the coronavirus, telling Americans the disease right now poses little risk and a vaccine is being developed. His news conference came just hours after the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization issued statements saying the virus will likely reach pandemic levels within weeks. That's all over the world. In typical Trump fashion, the president claims the media's coverage of the illness may be intended to make him look bad and spook the global financial markets. Predictably, CNN called his comments a war on expertise, but there is no question the media is hyping the coronavirus in America. Now, whether they're doing so to hurt the Trump administration is subject to debate. But let's forget politics for a few moments. Here's what we actually know about the coronavirus. The first outbreak began in eastern China somewhere around Christmas time. The communist government tried to hide it for weeks before publicly admitting there was a problem. Scientists believe the virus originated in bats living near a fish market frequented by more than a half million people a day, but others think the virus was being weaponized by the Chinese and got out of the lab. To date, there are approximately 85,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus, resulting in 3,000 deaths, most in Asia. To stop new infections, China's communist government, now limiting free movement of about 800 million people, that's half the population over there, some towns give people only an hour every three days to leave their homes. Military checkpoints in major cities remove passengers from cars to take their temperatures with thermal cameras. The government even pays citizens to turn each other in. Report a sick neighbor and you can get 140 bucks from the Chinese government. The illness has been detected in two dozen countries, including the USA, San Francisco, as we reported yesterday, has declared a state of emergency even though there is no cases there. And here's some good news. Any possible outbreak will not be anything like the Ebola virus. While the coronavirus kills about 2% of those who get it, Ebola kills 50%. In a moment, listeners sound off loud and clear. Right back. You've been hearing about gold all over the news. Prices continue to climb. Not surprising, given all the warnings of a recession and the uncertainty of the upcoming election. Americans are looking for stability as a way to protect their savings and retirement. That's why I recommend you consider gold and silver as a safe haven for your savings and retirement. The company I recommend and have for years is American Hartford Gold Group. They are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Also, they make it simple and easy for you to invest in physical gold and silver. If you're listening right now, you get a free silver coin from my friends at American Hartford Gold Group. All you have to do is give them a call, 877-444-GOLD, 877 gold Call them now to claim your free silver gift for a limited time and tell them Bill sent you. Or visit them online at www.billfreecoin.com. Again, that's 877 444 4653 or BillFreeCoin.com. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners, sound off. So Gary in Montana wants to know why Michael Bloomberg looks so weak on the debate stage. Well, a columnist named Miranda Devine writing in the New York Post had a very insightful take. She says that Mayor Mike is so wealthy that he never has to experience confrontation in his entire life. His company is private. That means he doesn't have to answer to a board of directors or angry stockholders. Mike runs the company, and what Mike says goes, and if you don't like it, there's the highway. So he doesn't have to deal In his business life, with acrimony, word of the day. In his private life, Mayor Mike has like nine homes all over the place, and if the going gets tough, he can take a vacation. Again, he can wall himself off from any criticism or confrontation. So Mike is not used to someone like Elizabeth Warren accusing him of heinous things, and therefore has a very difficult time formulating a response. Lorraine in Louisiana wants to know why President Trump gets so personal with everything. So I'm sending Lorraine a copy of the United States of Trump, my book, which clearly spells out that Donald Trump is probably the most sensitive individual in America. He is. He takes every slight personally. He doesn't overlook anything. And he's been that way since he's 12 years old, as I chronicle in the book. But now, as President of the United States, my advice is, Mr. President, overlook some things. However, what's interesting, Lorraine, is that the President's base likes his confrontational style. It's the exact opposite of Michael Bloomberg. Donald Trump lives for confrontation. He loves confrontation. So, if Bloomberg gets a Democratic nomination for president, it's going to be really interesting in that debate forum. So let's go to Sid in New Hampshire. Sid wants to know why Americans don't realize that all of Bernie Sanders's promises could never come true. It simply costs too much money to give people cradle-to-grave entitlements in every aspect of their lives. Okay, Here's the deal, as Joe Biden might say. People believe what they want to believe, not what's necessarily true. So if you want free stuff from the federal government, and Bernie Sanders promises that, you're going to believe it because you want to believe it. And no matter what facts are presented to you, it's not going to matter. Finally, let's go to Cheryl in Kentucky. So, Cheryl's fed up with all the nastiness in American politics. And what can we do about it? Cheryl, nothing. It has been this way since 1776. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams hated each other's guts, it was nasty. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. Please go to BillO'Reilly.com for more analysis in a moment. Something you might not know. Computer systems in cars, now common. Mine has dozens of sensors, touchscreen displays, and electronically controlled transmission, and more. Advanced tech is expensive to fix if and when it breaks, which is why I have Car shields. CarShield is affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for covered repairs, including computers, GPS, electronics, and much more. With CarShield, you're behind the wheel of your own plan. When I'm on the road, I know that I'm covered with their 24-7 roadside assistance. If my car breaks down, I know CarShield will provide a rental car for free while mine gets fixed. With rates as low as $99 a month, you have little to lose, so get covered by CarShield.com today. Please call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code BILL. Or go to carshield.com and use code BILL to save 10%. A deductible may apply. carshield.com. Please use code BILL. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. The USA is routinely ranked the most generous nation on earth, and we are Last year alone, Americans donated more than $420 billion to charity, churches, and other organizations to help those in need. According to the U.S. Labor Bureau, there are nearly 2 million nonprofit charities in the USA, focusing on religion, education, human services like food, shelter, and employment. Each year, Forbes magazine and Wallet Hub release the most and the least charitable states in the union based on population, time volunteered, and amount donated per person. The biggest givers in America last year lived in Minnesota, Utah, and Maryland. Those states topped the list for volunteering, donating, and gift giving. Residents in Utah rank highest in donations as a percentage of salary, giving away 10 cents for every dollar earned. Way to go. But not everyone in the USA is generous, Head Southwest for the least charitable places, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. Each state ranks at the bottom for volunteer rates and dollars donated. Forbes blames the lack of giving there on different demographics. The Southwest has a higher senior population and more Americans under the age of 25, the two groups with the least disposable income in America. While we may hand out our hard earned money differently across the country, it typically ends up in the same place. The biggest charities in the country account for more than half of all donations. The largest nonprofit, the United Way, that organization spends $3 billion a year to support more than 200 food banks in all 50 states. And here's something you might not know Fewer Americans are giving to charity these days. Recent studies show the share of U.S. adults donating dollars actually dropped in the last two decades. About 50% of the population gave money to charity in 2019 last year, but that's down from 66% in the year 2000. The biggest factor behind the decrease? The decline of organized religion in America, and that makes perfect sense. Because we don't see that basket. Back after this. If you bought a home in the last two years, do me a favor. Look at your mortgage rate. If you're at or above 4%, you're overpaying. It's time to do something about that. Because you can refinance now. Make a 10-minute call to American Financing. Take advantage of a free mortgage review. Call now. Call tonight, this weekend, because they're open. And they are ready to help you save hundreds a month. There are no upfront fees, no hidden fees. It really only takes a 10-minute call. And American Financing is not going to reset your term. If you have 28 years left, you can refinance to a 28-year loan. You may even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. So don't put off a lower rate any longer. Please call 888-462-9557, 888-462-9557, or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly, no spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.